I am so glad you guys are here with us. Man, let me tell you something. This, this technology and the idea of us doing church together, you in your home, in your pajamas, I put clothes on. You can tell me thank you later. Um, it's, it's possible because of some amazing people. Before I even start, I want to tell you a little bit about DeSoto Arts Institute. Um, they are right here. They use part of our building at South Point. And let me tell you what they're doing. They are actually keeping the arts alive at this end of town, at the West District. They are an amazing group of filmmakers. And uh, man, I just do this right now today, after I'm done talking, check out their website at DeSotoArtsInstitute.com and just see some of the cool stuff that's happening right here in our county, okay? Do that. Now listen, it, we just got through Chris, with Christmas and I know New Year's is coming, so we're in this like little lag here. And uh, I want to just talk to you for a second about something that the prophet Mellencamp said, John Mellencamp. Um, he said, let me tell you a ditty about Jack and Diane, two American kids growing up in the heartland. Jack, he's going to be a football star, and Diane, well, okay, probably the lyrics go a little sideways there. But the deal is, the verse, he says this, and I want to read it. He says, life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone. And there's a lot of people, especially depending on your age, there's a lot of people that um, they're constantly living life backwards, like thinking about the good old days, the good old days of past. Um, and we have good memories, right? I mean, we all have good memories, you know, whether it's a good season in your life or maybe it was a past relationship that was just spot on, right? Um, anything like that. I know for me, uh, man, one of the coolest things I ever did that's just etched in my brain is I got to go on this amazing monkey hunt in Honduras. And so if you're a card-carrying member of PETA, uh, sorry, this is Mississippi. And so here our state flower is the magnolia and our state color is camouflage. So you just got to get over that. But it was a great, it was an amazing hunt and I, it just, it changed my life. It really did. And so we all have those things in our past, but we can't always live for those, right? We have to realize where we are. Uh, my son Noah used to play baseball, and uh, he, he was joining a new team, and anytime there's a new team, you know, it's the same thing. The boys get on the field, and the parents are standing around the backstop and stuff, and you start, you start talking to the guy next to you, and the opening line, if you ever need an opening line for baseball, the opening line to another parent is, which boy is yours, right? That's, that's just safe, that's good. So I asked this guy next to me, I said, so which boy is yours? And he said, oh, my boy's on second base. Man, I used to play. And I said, okay, that's great. You played baseball? He said, nope, nope, I played football. Played football in high school. I was good. I was probably going to go all pro. And then he starts telling me his stats. Okay, this guy was like in his late 30s. He remembered all of his stats from high school ball. And so I'm thinking, Obviously, he, he was really good, and so I said, well, what college did you sign with? He goes, oh, I didn't, I didn't go to college. I probably would have went all pro, but I blew my knee out my junior year in high school. And I, I'm just like, this dude is so living in the past and missing the very present right now where his son is playing ball on the field. Um, the other thing that a lot of people do is if you're, not, if you're not of the older variety with a lot of days past you, then... Younger people, what they do a lot of times is in this moment, they think about the future. Like, man, 2020 is going to be the best year of my life. It's going to be great. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And, and so that's cool. But here's, here's the problem. Here's the deal. Most people either live in the past or live in the future looking for both of those directions. And we spend all of our time in this gap in between wasting it. And, and this gap is this thing called today. 
today, what you do today matters on what your tomorrow is going to be. And if you're always living in the past, then you're never really living today. And so tomorrow is just going to stink. It really is. Um, let, let me show you this in, in a verse, okay? In Philippians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul says this. Check this out. It says, Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. Now check this out. He says, but one thing I do. And then you're going to keep reading, and you're going to think, well, the Apostle Paul doesn't know how to count because he doesn't name one thing. He names three things. So check this out. He said, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal. I, I press on. And so it's the... I know you're going to say, grammatically, he's talking about the one thing I press on. Okay, but in order to press on, you have to understand that what he's saying is, he recognized, I'm living in this gap, okay? And I can't just keep looking to the past. I have to let that go. And I really can't just keep looking to the future, living in all these candy canes and sugar plums and rainbows and unicorns, right? Today, what I do today is I have to press on. So let me ask you a question. What would it take for today to be the best day of your entire life? I'm not talking about, okay, I'm not talking about the yesterday where you were the high school football star and everything was great and amazing. And I'm not talking about this coming year when you're going to do this and achieve this goal and finally lose 20 pounds. You know you want to, right? Not those days. I mean, no, today, right now, sitting in your living room or wherever you are, what would it take to make today the best day of your life? I want to give you three quick little things that I really genuinely believe that if you'll do these things today, that not only can today be the best day of your life, but literally every single day you live, that that will be the best day of your life. So, so here we go. Here's the first one. The first one is be present. Be, be present. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but the new Mr. Rogers movie I just with Tom Hanks, I just watched that a couple of weeks ago with my wife. And... Um, Okay, when I say that, the first question most guys ask me is, hey man, did you cry? Did you cry? Okay, I, you know, if I answer that truthfully, you're going to take my man card from me. But yes, okay, yes, I cried. Patty was crying, and, but I did the cool, like, reach down real slow and get that buttery napkin that I was already using from the popcorn, you know, and just kind of slid it up and wiped my tears away and some grease down my face. But it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Um, and one of the lines that Mr. Rogers says in there, he's meeting with this reporter, uh, and this is not a spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. He's meeting with this reporter, and the reporter is thinking that Mr. Rogers really doesn't want to talk to him and stuff because he's kind of got a bad reputation, the reporter does. And so the reporter is very quickly just kind of like, okay, Mr. Rogers, if you'll give me a couple of minutes, I can ask a few questions and I can be on my way. I can get out of your hair. And Mr. Rogers says this. He says, do you know what the most important thing for me to do is? And the guy just goes, uh-uh. And Mr. Rogers says, the most important thing for me to do today is to talk to you. And that's just like, that made that guy feel like a million bucks, right? And really, what was it? It was just Mr. Rogers being present in the moment. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing every single day, be 100% there. When you're at home playing with your kids, don't be thinking about work. Be 100% with your kids. When you're at work, don't be thinking about your kids. Be 100% at work. Everywhere you are, 
be present in that moment. When you're at Kroger and you're standing in front of a cashier, be 100% present in that moment and just see how amazing your life becomes because you are allowing God to use you right then in that moment. Okay, so be present. That's the, that's the first one. Here's the second one. Uh, this one's going to be tough, okay, especially if you are an American. Um, the second one is this. Slow down. Slow down. We are so hurried. Um, the, in, the light bulb was invented in 1879 by Thomas Edison. Most people know that. But get this. Before 1879, before the light bulb was invented, do you know how many hours the average American slept every single night? Ponder this, okay? The average American, before the light bulb was invented, the average American slept 11 hours every single night. 11 hours. <laughs> you wish and dream and hope for 11 hours, don't you? And, but everything's just different now. Hurry is the new norm. We hurry through everything. Let me read you a couple quotes by uh, two men. Uh, one is Dallas Willard, and he's just an amazing man of God. He said this about hurrying. He said, there is nothing else. Hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Wow, he says it's the number one enemy, right? Wow. The second person is C.S. Lewis, um, author, theologian, all around amazing man. He says this about hurry. He says to walk with Jesus is to walk with a slow, unhurried pace. Hurry is the death of prayer and only impedes and spoils our work. It never advances it. That's crazy, right? And I think, you know, for us, the greatest threat is not that we're going to denounce our faith and walk away from the church and walk away from God. That's not really the, the greatest threat against us. I think the greatest threat to us is that we're going to become distracted and rushed and preoccupied and live a mediocre version of our life instead of slowing down and finding the depths of it. Because what most of us were in such a hurry, we really just skim across the tops of our lives, just going from the next quick moment to the, to the next, without ever just slowing down and having deep thoughts and deep relationships and some deep things allowing the Lord to do in our lives. So, slow down. Okay, so the, the first one, if you're keeping track with me, which I know you are, is to be present. The second one is to slow down. And then here's the third one. And this one will be equally as difficult, and that's to put it down. Put it down. Um, and here's ex exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your cell phone. Honestly, if you're watching me right now on your computer or on your TV, you either have your cell phone in your hand or it's on the table next to you. And if you're watching this on your phone, then it's obviously in your hand. And our phones become that thing that makes us hurry. It just makes us go from the next thing to the next. In fact, think about this. When you're having, trying to have family time right now, you're sitting around the house, when you're on your phone, you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever it is, you're allowing other people into your private home to interfere with what's going on, and they're getting your attention. I know, crazy, right? Because some of those people you don't even like. <laughs> but you follow them anyway, just to make sure they're not saying anything about you. And so put your phone down. In fact, let me give you this challenge. Today, it's only one day. Come on, this is only one day. What if, what if, crazy as it may sound, what if you actually put your phone down and turn it off for one day? One day. 
Well, I just don't know if I could handle that. Really? I mean, the iPhone came out in 2007, so it's not really that new. People lived a long time without phones in their hand. What if you put it down? And again, by putting it down, just be present in the moment and slow down and enjoy what's going on around you. And listen, when you do that, I guarantee you this, I guarantee that your day will change completely and it'll be the best day. And today can be the greatest day of your life and tomorrow will be the next greatest day of your life. One more thing that you can put down, and then I just want to say a little blessing over you and your home, is this. We're going to put down, this is kind of a, a challenge, an announcement, and looking forward. We're going to put down food starting next Sunday. So one week from today, South Point, we are going to do a corporate fast for seven days. And we're doing this specifically to help us slow down and to not just skim over the tops of our lives, but actually take a minute, take a week, seven days, and man, just unplug and slow down and let's see God do some deep things in our own personal souls and in the corporate body of this church. I think it'll change the dynamic. I know it'll change the dynamic of everything. So we start that next Sunday, and then that Saturday after the fast, we're going to do a night of worship, and it's going to be spectacular. So listen, really all about today, I want you to enjoy it. I want you to have an amazing time with your family, with your friends. Just slow down, be present, put some things down that you know you need to put down, and uh, see what God does in your life, because I know it will be amazing. Can I pray for you right now? Will you just take a minute and maybe just as, a, as uncomfortable as this might be, even if you're in a room full of your family, you're like, oh, this is weird. Okay, don't make it weird. Just sit there for a second, close your eyes, and let me just pray for you. Lord, I love you so much, and I thank you for these amazing people. I just thank you for your gift of humanity. You are tremendous. And so, Lord, I just ask right now that you bless every single person watching this, that you'll bless their homes, that you'll bless their finances, that you bless their relationships. Father, today and the upcoming year, let, let everything that they put their hands to, let it just be blessed. Father, we ask that you smile upon them, that you cause your face to shine upon them, and that they will know that today has changed their life and that they will never be the same again. We love you, Father, and we thank you for all of your blessings, all of your glory. You are amazing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. And uh, hey, I look forward to seeing you next Sunday, seven days away, seven days away. All right, see you then. Love you. Bye-bye.